0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 13th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Translating tragedy like the killings in Orlando into sound public policy always presents a challenge, most especially immediately following the horrific precipitating event. Adam Bates, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, discusses some of the typical policy refrains that tend to follow these kinds of events. Libertarians are sort of caught between a rock and a hard place on the events in Orlando this weekend. Perfectly accepting of gays, don't want to ban Muslims from the United States, or in fact provide them with extra special scrutiny by federal law enforcement agencies, and also believe in a robust right to keep and bear arms for a variety of reasons. So, after having watched all the news sort of flow in, and a lot of it is still uh, coming in about um, the shooter uh, uh, and a lot of his motivations, what do you say?
1: After a terrorist attack like this, as you said, we still don't have all the information, but the the two sides uh, have kind of uh, segregated into their respective camps, which is uh, people on the left tend to want to make this about firearms and people on the right uh, are inclined to make this about muslims or about immigrants despite the fact that this the shooter uh was not an immigrant uh but so so yeah the two camps have kind of settled down into their respective arguments that they make after events like this and libertarians as usual are in the middle saying Knee-jerk reactions typically do not generate good policy. We need to hold off a little bit and think about this and come up with some policy responses that actually make sense and address the problem.
0: So, the the typical policy responses from the left, we've seen Hillary Clinton calling for a renewed ban on certain firearms uh, that expired 10, 15 years ago. 2004.
1: Yes, uh, Hillary Clinton has called for renewal of the assault weapons ban. She, she lamented today that we uh, do not ban 50 caliber rifles, which to my knowledge have never been used in any kind of uh, mass shooting or even a criminal act. But the we had an assault weapons ban from 1994 to 2004, uh, and all the evidence suggests—well, most of the evidence suggests—that it was not effective. It didn't uh, reduce crime rates. It didn't reduce gun violence. Uh, Gun violence had already been dropping by the time the the assault weapons ban was enacted. It contained a ban on high capacity magazines uh, that uh, post uh, expiration studies have found. Uh, was ineffective because the the extant supply of these high-capacity magazines is so massive already. So we've been down this road. We've been down the assault weapons ban uh, path before, and it didn't work. And it, especially in a case like this, where the shooter passed a background check, he passed a medical screening, he had extensive firearms training, he went through all of the processes uh, that gun control advocates typically argue people should have to go through before they get firearms, and...
0: We're still here. But at the end of the day, whatever uh, sort of gun control advocates uh, push for, if we then have an incident that follows on those events, clearly then we are not doing enough, in their view, to prevent this. It's, It's almost as long as people get shot... Then we're not doing enough,
1: right? And that's what I mean when I when I caution against kind of knee jerk reactions that don't actually address uh, the problem. There's just this sentiment that we have, uh, and it's understandable. But after a tragedy like this, to say we have to do something, uh, and we get a little bit of our head ahead of ourselves, and uh, what is suggested that we do doesn't always match up to the facts of the situation. So there's also this tendency uh, for us, like you said, to to consider any kind of uh, shooting or any kind of gun violence to be unacceptable. Uh, And after any shooting, there's a call to do more. Uh, and again, I think that's uh, not a useful way to, to make policy. It doesn't produce good policy. Uh, there are 320 million people in this country. There's going to be violence. Uh, there's a certain level of crime and violence that, that is just going to be there. And every act of violence, every tragedy cannot uh, just generate uh, new expansive powers for the government to, to regulate our behavior.
0: Donald Trump, for his part, has sort of stressed even further, his attempt to to, uh, ban Muslims temporarily, as he likes to point out. Uh, But this guy wasn't uh, an immigrant and would not have fallen under any conception of the people that Donald Trump would like to keep out of the United States.
1: Correct. It's it's very interesting that on on the Donald Trump side, uh, trying to pin this on Muslims or our, our acceptance of immigrants, uh, you have a lot of the same kind of logical gaps that you have on the gun control side. Uh, the, the shooter was an American citizen. He was not an immigrant, unless you're coming up with a policy that we're going to s- speculatively under uh, ban people because their children could become. Uh, radicalized it's the policy prescriptions that Donald Trump is making wouldn't actually uh address this problem as as you point out, he was not an immigrant, he was an American
0: citizen and not to leave out libertarians here um, when when it was discovered that the FBI had looked at this guy a couple of times and uh had worked with perhaps some contractor for some intelligence agencies in the United States. I think it gives libertarians, then, the luxury of saying, well, clearly the government was the one that failed here.
1: Right. and it, it, What we do know about this shooter is that he was very well known uh, to the FBI. He had been investigated and met with the FBI uh, on at least two occasions uh, concerning statements he had made to coworkers. Uh, and and threats of violence he had expressed uh, to other people. So even where we have this security apparatus and we do have this uh, scrutiny on, on Muslim Americans, uh, the FBI knew knew what this guy was about. He was known to law enforcement, and he still managed to slip through the cracks. So just like uh, on the gun control side of things, where he complied with all of the, the policy recommendations that gun controllers advocate, he went through all the processes on, on the uh, on the Muslim surveillance side, and he still slipped through the cracks. Uh, there's just room for human error in this process, and it's probably not possible to get it out. Uh, and certainly, it doesn't justify banning firearms. It doesn't justify banning Muslims uh, from the United States.
0: And the other thing that is a hard sell to most Americans is just the idea that freedom carries risk. And that's just a really thing people don't really want to hear. It's not a very satisfying answer. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you're going to have a society in which people have broad freedom, you're going to have abuses,
1: Right. And there's not a satisfying answer to this. That's just the truth of the matter. Uh, The fact that despite all of the political incentives to come up with a great solution to this, even after even today, uh, after a tragedy like this, we still have the same arguments we've been having, the same ineffective policies being advanced on both sides. Uh, and, yeah, people don't want to accept that. People don't want to accept that, that living in a free society comes with risks. One thing I would add is one thing we can certainly do is allow uh, potential victims to, to defend themselves. This was a, a, another mass shooting that occurred in, in what's called a gun-free zone uh, because the bar served alcohol. People were prohibited by law uh, from carrying firearms and defending themselves, even if they, they themselves were not drinking. Uh, and when you have that kind of situation and a, a criminal enters and starts killing people, uh, everyone is basically a sitting duck until the police arrive. And that, that is a horrible situation to, to put people in.
0: And that's a matter of state law. It's not a matter of uh, the choice of establishment.
1: Correct. In Florida and in many states, uh, it is illegal to carry a firearm, even with a concealed carry permit, into an establishment that, that serves alcohol.
0: Adam Bates is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.